Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 4 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes in Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 48 is entitled, The First Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion, Part 2. The First Amendment explicitly states that, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. In other words, there should be no state religion. It does not say there should be no religion in the state, yet they are trying to remove God from everything. However, you cannot remove religious people from government when the majority of those whom politicians love to refer to as we the people are religious. No matter where they go, religious people are going to carry their religion with them. For that matter, religious or not, people carry their morals, personal values, and ethics with them wherever they go. In terms of the First Amendment, what is the difference between the Ten Commandments of Christianity and the multiplicity of commandments of the democratic socialists? The left has become the state religion. They think that by denying God, they can impose their religion on everyone and condemn the religion of others. There is a general hypocrisy in government today. Notice, however, the level of specificity. The Ten Commandments deal with principles of moral behavior. The commandments of the left belong to a long list of thou shalt nots. It is the level of specificity that takes away freedom. It is one thing to say, thou shalt take care of the land. It is another to say, thou shalt not eat meat, drink from plastic straws, wear fur, burn fossil fuels, oppose gay marriage, etc. In a world ruled by fanatical causes, laws will multiply like cancer cells, dividing until it infects the entire nation. If you separate those who believe in the Beatitudes, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they who do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. You must also separate those who believe in the following commandments. Thou shalt not eat meat. Thou shalt not use fossil fuels. Thou shalt not use the term illegal alien. Thou shalt not drink out of a plastic straw. Thou shalt not eat sugar. Thou shalt not wear fur. One must ask the question, how is it that the moral virtues of the democratic socialists escape separation of church and state mania, but Christian virtues don't? Both are declarations of moral beliefs. Because a political organization doesn't call itself a religion does not exclude it from falling under religious biases. A religion is a compilation of shared moral values regardless of whether or not they believe in a supernatural being. 
It is absurd to condemn the moral values of one organization because its members believe in God and allow the moral values of another organization legal status because its members do not believe in God under the guise of separation of church and state. It is cunning hypocrisy, as Paul aptly says, speaking lies in hypocrisy. Because Christianity overwhelmingly dominates American religions, those who oppose religious freedom have targeted Christianity, and the democratic socialists are aggressively trying to destroy Christianity in America. They are not opposed to religions per se. They are opposed to Christianity because Christianity is their primary threat. Liberty is a balance between what government can rightfully enforce without destroying freedom and what government can wisely enforce to expand liberty. That which the government cannot enforce must be lived voluntarily by the majority of people, or no power of government can keep liberty alive. The very nature of a burning cause, such as environmental protection, global warming, manufactured equality, social acceptance, will create a list of demands and restrictions that bind us to someone else's conscience. Every whim will become a commandment, every demand a law, until all freedoms are gone. Again, Paul accurately described our day when he said, For why is my liberty judged of another man's conscience? A democratic republic begins to fail when it enforces laws that should only be lived voluntarily, and when it fails to enforce laws that should be enforced. That is at the heart of the problems of our government today. It ultimately boils down to what Christians believe is good and evil, and what social democrats believe is good and evil. What is good to Christians is seen as evil to social democrats. What is evil to Christians is seen as good to social democrats. The social democrats are adopting not only the philosophy, but also the methods of socialism and communism. They want the government to enforce their set of values and outlaw all values that contradict their own. They accept the concept that individual conscience should rule only when it is in harmony with their moral values. Basically, the social democrats, as illustrated by their refusal to enforce our laws or to secure our borders, want to destroy our democratic republic and replace it with socialism and a new world order. Many want a one-world government. The socialist democrats want to give up American sovereignty. They ignore the fundamental tenets of the preamble of the Constitution. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. Ultimately, liberty depends upon the voluntary virtue of the majority of its citizens. When a nation turns its back on absolute virtues, that nation will lose its liberty in a swamp of legal specificity, regardless of the rhetoric. Virtues exist independently of man's opinions. Calling evil good or good evil changes neither the nature of good nor the nature of evil. Consequences care nothing for man's ideology or opinions. A billion experts cannot create one truth or change one divine law. Causes do not create truth. The Apostle Peter condemns those who abuse liberty. 2 Peter 2, 17-19 these are wells without water, clouds that are carried with the tempest, to whom the mist of darkness is reserved forever. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure, 
Through the lust of the flesh, through much wantonness, those that were clean escaped from them who live in error. While they promised them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption, for of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought in bondage. He also condemns those who pervert freedom. 1 Peter 2.16 As free, and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God. Those who call good evil and evil good are using their liberty for a cloak of maliciousness. They promise liberty, but deliver captivity. As science can only discover natural laws, not create them, governments can only discover spiritual laws, which are the laws of freedom, not create them. In most cases, causes act as the primary hindrance to truth. Although our free nation was founded upon the principle that its citizens, to remain free, must live the law of liberty, which is the Ten Commandments, which became the fundamental attribute of our laws, the endurance of our nation is dependent upon our voluntarily living the perfect law of liberty, which are the virtues of Christ. In other words, our nation is dependent upon the universal morality and goodness of its citizens. A nation where all things must be commanded by law is a totalitarian state. A definition of a totalitarian state is a government ruled by the conscience of a few. A democratic republic largely depends upon the inherent morality of the majority. Where morality breaks down, democracy begins to crumble, and from the rubble will arise tyranny. For only in tyranny can order be established when people must be commanded in everything where every act must be enforced by the iron hand of the law, where virtue, honesty, and integrity must be defined on every point by law, freedom has already been lost. A nation where true liberty exists can only be destroyed from within. Conflict arises when people begin to manipulate laws to justify the desires of natural man. Agency depends upon a knowledge of good and evil. Good and evil are absolute, not relative, according to opinion. Freedom without agency has already destroyed the soul of liberty and will not stand for very long. It is like building a sandcastle by a stormy sea, and the tide is coming in. Our democratic republic can survive only as long as the people remain good by personal conscience. The fundamental law of liberty, as stated in the Ten Commandments, is the beginning of freedom. But perfect freedom can only come through individual morality. Religion can teach laws that government cannot enforce. Remove Christianity from this nation and liberty will die. Totalitarianism will take its place. With the attack on Christianity today, we are moving further and further away from the perfect law of liberty and replacing it with political correctness. Political correctness is merely a state-established religion under another title where the state beatitudes are enforced by law and all offenders are punished by law. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.